Welcome to the Energy Impact Heal Yourself, Heal the Planet podcast, where we seek out the best tools that have helped people to heal themselves and the latest advice from top holistic practitioners in the area of health and wellness. We also have inspiring conversations with individuals that are helping to heal the planet and leave this world in a better place. Welcome back to another episode of the Energy Impact podcast, and I'm really excited for this one because it's about detoxing. And detoxing has had such a profound influence in my life. And that's because about seven years ago, I went through one of the hardest times in my life. I had extreme anxiety and I thought my mind was against me. It was so bizarre. I went to a mental health professional, a psychiatrist, and she said I had OCD, but more of the obsessive thinking type. And she put me on an SSRI, which is a depression pill. But for me, it didn't do too much. And so I decided to come off those pills after a few months. And I was still in a really bad place for about four months until I went to see a naturopath. Not knowing or thinking that it would do too much. But I went to see a lady called the health detective around Walkworth in New Zealand. And she said to me, you've got leaky gut. And you need to cut out gluten, dairy, and alcohol because these foods are not helping you. They're causing this leaky gut and that's affecting your mental state. And there was a couple of things I did, but one of the main things she got me to do was to do a detox. I didn't think it was going to do too much, but it had an amazing impact and helped to change my life, which is super amazing. So I'm grateful that I'm speaking to Brett Elliott, who created the herbal detox that I did about seven years ago and now just having spoken to him it was really good it felt really nice to be able to speak and get this information out to more people as well so we talk about why we should detox how to detox and start eating healthier some of the benefits of detoxing the body we talk about how important our gut health is for our mental health how often we should detox, how we should look at servicing our body like we service our car, why we reach for unhealthy foods when we are stressed, when we should really be reaching for the healthy foods in those times. So Brett Elliott is a medical herbalist. He's an author. He went on his own health journey in his 20s because he injured his back and didn't want to have surgery. So he looked into all of these ways to heal himself and looked into fasting and meditation and eating really nutrient-dense foods to help the body and he helped himself so please enjoy if you know somebody that could benefit listening to this as well please share it with them share it on instagram and tag energy impact that's energy with an i and enjoy the podcast hello brett fantastic to have you on the energy impact podcast how you doing good thanks nicholas fantastic so I got introduced to your product about seven years ago from a naturopath, the health detective, and it was a game changer for me. It helped to change my life around. I was extremely anxious and had really bad mental health at the time and then did the your product, the herbal detox, and along with other things to heal my gut and I felt way better. I've talked about it in podcasts before, but I'm 
yeah, feel really stoked and privileged to be sitting here and chatting with you today. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a privilege to be talking to you as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's great to hear your story. Yeah, it's absolutely mm. amazing, like um, how fixing my gut has affected my mental health, and I just wanted to to chat about that. How how is the gut and the the mind and the brain so connected? Yeah, I guess the most common thing we think of is emotional eating. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us uh, wear that when we're emotionally down or stressed, that we tend to go for the wrong thing. Mm. And um, usually that's because we're, uh, when we're feeling down, our, our hormones drop and we're not producing those feel-good hormones. And so we want to get a, a quick uh, rush or you know, a boost and, and get ourselves back up again. And so usually we'll go for the wrong thing. And so the, there's, a, there's a direct connection between our emotions and our mental health. And I guess traditionally we think of our emotions as being centered around our stomach, or around our gut. Mm. So we have a lot of feelings there. And those are directly connected with our brain. And there's a, a strong, there's a neurochemical links, there's hormonal links. And there's also immune system connections with the gut and the brain. Wow. Mm. And and so when people are reaching for the bag of chips, if they're not feeling so good or the, the fries or something, is there is there a point in time when they should be doing the opposite? So reaching for the healthier food to then feel better. Absolutely, yeah. It's a... Uh, uh, but like any addiction, I think, is we tend to get addicted to those things that give us immediate gratification or make us feel good immediately because we want that quick fix. So we might go for the chocolate bar uh, to give us that rush of sugar and fat, which you know gives the brain a, a particular um, boost of energy. And on the other hand, we should be probably going for something more like um, fruit or you know some good fats like some avocado, for example something like that, which will give us more sustained energy. Mm. And uh, it's the same with most addictions. You know, we, we go for those wrong things when we're down uh, for that quick fix. And that's actually yeah. going to keep us in more of a downward spiral. Yeah, absolutely. It creates a, a cycle of dependence. So whenever you, um, for example, smoke a cigarette or drink some alcohol, um, that gives you that temporary quick fix. But then we know the day after <clears throat> there's the the downside to that and that's because we've actually depleted ourselves nutritionally Mm, okay so those foods that people are eating like the chocolate bar or it might make them feel good for about 10 minutes yeah but then have an adverse effect for down the line for their overall health Mm. i don't know the figures for that but it's it's usually a lot longer that you feel down after after that quick fix yeah so, and that's the downside to emotional eating and addictions is we're fooling ourselves into thinking that those things are helping us feel better when in fact they're making us feel worse for longer. Wow. Yeah. So that, that cycle tends to, uh, like you say, spiral and become bigger. And, and what are the hmm. key things in the gut that our food affects in terms of mentally? Is it the gut bacteria and the serotonin in the gut or... Yeah, the gut bacteria is important because a large percentage of our, over half of our immune system is in our gut. Mm. And so when the the immune cells in the gut aren't nourished, they become depleted. 
And so when that happens, bad bacteria, uh, yeast and mould, parasites and things like that start to populate the gut. And that causes us to feel run down. It, it decreases your digestive function and you start feeling more and more cravings. And so that just worsens and it continues to worsen over time. Because so, you're feeding that you're not nourishing the good gut bacteria, you're that's um, right. nourishing the bad gut bacteria. That's and right. then they start to like say, I want that chocolate bar or mm. create cravings in your body. Exactly. Yeah, so um, sugar is a classic example. We There's a huge sugar addiction problem worldwide. And we know we sell millions and millions of tons of sugar. And almost all processed foods are, you know, full of sugar or sugar alternatives, sugar substitutes, mm. the maltodextrins and, you know, corn syrups and mm-hmm. all, all that sort of thing. And so what they, what we do with those is we, f- we feed the, the bad bacteria and the parasites in our body mm-hmm. with that sugar. Um, they become stronger and, of course, the good bacteria feeds on fiber, which is at the other end of the scale. That's with your, like, carrots and you know, broccoli and stuff like that. Mm. So um, to feed good bacteria goes contrary to our emotional eating habits and our addictions. Um, but in fact, that can solve the problem. Okay, and so fibers a, on the other end. Yeah, I was. that was in the Jason Sean Bennett podcast. He was talking a lot about fiber and how fiber can be massively helpful to the gut as well. So mm-hmm. that's um, awesome to hear you confirming that too. So how do you break that? cycle yeah well i mean that's why we developed the detox program is because you know people go into rehab for um their alcohol addictions or and drug addictions and things like that well we don't really have a rehab for people with sugar addictions or junk food addictions and things because we don't really count it as addiction which but which we should so detoxing is um by way of going on to clean food and you know using herbs you can rebalance the gut and the gut health. So the way to do it is to go on a program and feed your gut the good things really strictly just for a couple of weeks. And by doing that, you can put the gut through such a transition that you feel so much different that gives you the awareness of what you've been doing and maybe you know trigger the changes and inspire you to make those changes long term. Yeah, I think that's what happened with me is i felt that much better after doing the detox and um clearing out my body that it was like it was a personal realization for me and that was like the strongest thing like somebody can tell you hey you should be eating your vegetables you know but until you really feel how much better you feel eating those vegetables um yeah, it's a massive game changer. Yeah, I think a lot of people have to go through some kind of crisis or see someone else go through a crisis, mm. um, like a health health crisis, before they all start to look at making changes. And what I'm suggesting with detoxing is that we look at it like you would look at servicing your car once a year, is that it's better to prevent a breakdown in your car than uh, costly repairs. And essentially, it's the same with your body, you know. Um, and we think when we're coasting along okay and there's no, you know, rattling and banging coming from under the bonnet that um, we're all good. 
but you know we haven't if we haven't had a service then maybe we're not so good and so that's the idea of it mm, i love that analogy yeah placing the importance on actually detoxing your own body as well as yeah servicing your car too how many times a year do you recommend people to do a de- detox or a fast yeah well you could say uh, every ten thousand kilometers <laughs> or once a year yeah yeah but generally speaking it depends on your lifestyle you know if you've got a really good lifestyle um, maybe you're vegetarian or you know clean eating then detoxing once a year is more than enough mm-hmm. but for most of us that's not the case you know most of us have the old processed foods um, and maybe we eat a bit of meat and things which does you know put a stress on the digestive system mm-hmm. so maybe twice a year what type of uh, overall diet do you recommend or what type of foods do you may mainly recommend people eating? Yeah, so um, detoxing is, it can become a bit of a fad if you're, if you're not careful. So the way to do it, I suggest is just for two weeks, go on clean food. And clean food means avoiding anything processed. And we also suggest going low protein while you're doing it which goes contrary to what a lot of the fat is at the moment, which is high-protein diet. The thing is, we suggest fruits and vegetables because they're quickly digestible, they're high in fiber, and they're high in enzymes, which feeds your gut, gives you good gut health. Whereas a high-protein diet doesn't do that. So uh, it might be good to restrict carbohydrates, but it's not necessarily clean food, and it's not necessarily helping your gut health. So while you detox, lots of fruit and vegetables, um, we avoid nuts and beans, legumes, eggs, um, and high-protein food, and just have a lot of fresh fruit, uh, smoothies, and you can make stir-fries with all types of vegetables. Uh, and we also suggest using a lot of herbs and spices, so mm. making curries, you know, adding in the herbs, because they're also really good for gut health, and they help feed the good bacteria and knock the bad so um, that's it for two weeks, really. Okay. Mm. And say if somebody is having some mental health issues, could you say that doing a detox would be beneficial for them? It might help them in some way? Yeah, absolutely. Because the gut has a feedback loop to the brain. And well, like we talked about, there's um, several mechanisms there. But the big one is actually there's a nerve called the vagus nerve. And that feeds into the brain stem and it, it works with the mouth and the tastes and the smell and all those senses and it triggers the gut. So it's really designed for, you know, when you see something that you're going to eat, you start your reaction to it, the smell of it, the initial taste and everything triggers your digestive organs mm. and it lets them know what's coming. And that nervous response to the gut, you know, the liver, the pancreas, uh, and the stomach itself tells the digestive system what's coming and to prepare the correct enzymes and all that sort of thing. But it also works the other way. So the gut feeds back to the brain. And and a lot of people say, you know, they have a gut feeling or mm. a gut instinct. Yeah. Uh, and they go on that sometimes, which which is fine. What it is, is it's your body's way of telling you, telling the brain what to prepare for. And it's a far more emotional uh, sense that your body has so yeah that's that's part of that feedback system wow yeah and you can improve that um 
because sometimes people might have a gut feeling about something, but their their gut might be off, right? Say, mm-hmm. and it, or it might just be in a state of like anxiousness all of the time. And yes. would that be because of potentially a lot of gut bacteria? Because you feel that anxiety in your well, I do in 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 the yeah. gut. Yeah, from well, there's, time to time. yeah, there's your gut produces or actually stores ninety percent of the body's serotonin, mm. and it's the serotonin that we get addicted to. It's the serotonin rush that we get from alcohol and drugs and things like that that gets people addicted. And in fact, we produce eighty percent of it, or actually, we store ninety percent of it in our gut. So when we feed the gut with good food, it, it releases that serotonin. And so also when you are having good feelings, uh, that's often coming from your gut, from the serotonin that your gut's producing. So that's your good feeling. Mm. But if the gut's in a state of what they call um, dysbiosis, where the, the bad bacteria and the, and the yeast and mold and parasites are actually in control and the good bacteria is subdued, then your body doesn't produce that so well. And so you end up in a constant state of anxiety. Uh, you can end up depressed. And your gut can end up in knots. And so, and a lot of people that are in that condition end up, you know, going for energy drinks or, you know, um, a lot of sugar to try and pick up their mood. Mm. And it, in fact, it's having the opposite effect. It's keeping so, them in a downward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll get, that spiral will get worse. So, yeah, it's an amazing thing. And, and just by recorrecting that balance in your gut, you can improve your mood. And, you know, you can get that nice blissful feeling in your stomach and your um, abdomen, I guess. And and that can be uplifting mentally. Totally. Mm. Wow. Can you touch on leaky gut? Because that's what, what I had. And that's where the food particles and different things aren't getting absorbed properly. And you're not taking in those nutrients and food particles can go out into your bloodstream. Can you touch a little bit on that and how that needs to be healed first too? Yes. Yeah, so leaky gut is generally, that's what they call increased gut permeability, which means it's a bit like the net um, that your gut has is, is stretched and so there's holes in the net. And so, so things can get into your blood which shouldn't get in, you know, undigested food particles and proteins and things. And what that does is it causes a lot of inflammation and so a lot of inflammatory um, gut problems can start with that kind of issue. And it's largely caused by that imbalance. So when the when the, the bad is overpowering the good in your gut, uh, you end up with inflammation starting. And also when you have a lot of toxins uh, ingested, they will cause gut inflammation as well. And I guess that's just a, um, a thing to be aware of with meat. Because mm-hmm. meat is very, very inflammatory okay. for your gut, and a lot of people that are, are gone vegetarian have have too much um, nuts and beans and protein because they think I'm not having meat, so I need to have m- more protein, and that can be inflammatory as well. And and that inflammation ends up leading to that um, increased gut permeability, that inflammation spiral, and leaky gut. Would that be so like a, peanut butter as well? Yeah, too much uh, peanut butter. Yeah. could be an issue yeah particularly nuts too many mm-hmm. nuts and um i don't know if you've heard of it but there's a thing going around about lectins 
Mm-hmm. And um, that's been known for some decades that lectins are high in those nuts, legumes, beans, and those kind of foods. And they're in- incredibly inflammatory to the body. So, yeah, too much protein, too much high protein food can lead to that okay. leaky gut. So still some nuts and legumes and beans are okay, but just in a lower... On a lower dose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's also really important to cook them a lot, mm-hmm. um, especially the legumes and the beans, to make sure they're really well cooked. Mm-hmm. Things like your dal, the lentil, your tofu, um, chickpeas, all those things. So your vegetarians need to be aware that it's not... You don't need to have a huge amount of protein. Mm-hmm. And... There's a bit of a protein myth going around because your body doesn't use protein for energy. It uses fat and sugar. Mm-hmm. And so uh, often when you're detoxing and you're going on to just fruit and vegetables and you're having uh, a lot of essentially carbohydrates, people think, well, what about my protein? But in fact, their energy continues to increase the longer they're on the detox program without that high-protein food. Wow. So it just goes to show you know, that we don't need as much protein as we think. Mm-hmm. What are some other key food groups that um, you'd recommend eating just in day-to-day life for keeping the liver healthy, keeping the intestines mm-hmm. going well? Well, I'm a huge advocate of going plant-based. Mm-hmm. So I recommend long-term going plant-based. Yeah. And you know, if you are going to have a little bit of meat, have a bit of fish or a bit of chicken, but try to keep it to you know once or twice a week max. Mm-hmm. And, and long-term... You know, the nutrients that you get from plants, uh, like for example, there's 800 different antioxidants. You know, we think of vitamin C and a couple of antioxidants that are going around, the flavonoids and things like that. But in fact, there's 800 antioxidants in fruits and vegetables. And we don't even understand the full function of all those antioxidants. And the enzymes, you know, they're on all the plants, in particular the raw food. So I suggest going 80% raw with your food so having a fruit smoothie having a salad at lunchtime and if you're going to cook your vegetables at night just stir fry them quickly and have them crunchy mm-hmm. you know and you're going to get all the benefits of of those foods by doing that and in fact all plant foods have between three and five percent protein anyway so you're still getting that protein in your food wow yeah um I guess eggs and cheese, I'd, I'm not against them, but I think, again, you know, have them in moderation. Maybe have a couple of eggs, you know, once or twice a week at the most. And just a little bit of cheese if you're going to. And, and I'd always say go for the softer, more fatty cheese mm-hmm. than the hard acidic protein type cheeses. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be my recommendation. Hey, everybody. We'll get you back to the podcast very shortly. Just wanting to make a massive shout out to Energy Cryptocurrency. Energy Crypto is funding this podcast and helping the Energy Impact team to leave the world in a better place than when we found it. Energy was conceived by Tommy on the 4th of July 2017, which was Independence Day in the USA. It's created with the heart of freedom and liberation for humanity. Tommy's vision is that of a powerful, self-sufficient and economically optimized cryptocurrency which alone is very rare in the space. Combined with smart contract capabilities, decentralized governance, and strong moral leadership, as well as being a lot better for the environment because it uses proof of stake instead of proof of work. 
If you want to learn more about energy crypto, you can head to www.energy with an I, dot world, or if you want to purchase some energy cryptocurrency, one of the main exchanges where you can purchase it is KuCoin. That's K-U coin. Now getting you back to the podcast. What are other things other than food people can do just to keep a their digestive system going well or things for detoxing that people can do on a day-to-day basis? Well, my favorite thing is the green smoothie. And if you have a green smoothie, and the thing in the green smoothie you get is chlorophyll. So that, that speeds up your whole body's energy system and it takes away your cravings. So it's a great way to detox is having foods that reduce your cravings and give you huge amounts of energy. So your kale, spinach, uh, smoothies. And I always use pineapple and lemon because that really helps you digest it. Mm. Is that the enzymes? Enzymes, yeah. In there, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, pineapple's got a huge amount of enzymes. And also the, the sour and bitter things. Mm-hmm. We tend to go sweet all the time, but we should have more like vinegar, lemon juice, um, you know, mustard, wasabi, uh, those sour, um, pungent and bitter tastes. Uh, and even just when I'm saying those things, your mouth is watering because um, they trigger the whole digestive process. Why is that? So, uh, well, it's, it's part of that vagus nerve, that reflex. Mm-hmm. That even looking at a food or thinking about a food will trigger that response. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of how well it works, the gut-brain link. Wow. You know, if, if you think now about biting a lemon, um, your mouth will probably water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're starting producing enzymes, mm-hmm. uh, digestive enzymes. So having those foods, uh, and then during the day, um, you know, fruit, salad, raw food, as much as you can. And a bit of juice, you know, juice is okay. And that's what I'd be going for. So um, in the evening meals, the really big thing that a lot of us don't have enough of is the herbs and spices. So it's all very well to have vegetables, but if you're just having some steamed or boiled food, um, you're not really going to get uh, a really good digestive support from that. But if you put in garlic and chili and curry and turmeric and you know, mixed herbs and, you know, the green culinary herbs and things like that, you're going to greatly improve your digestive function. Mm-hmm. Yep. And all those herbs have been shown to be powerful anti-inflammatories and gut healers as well. So the uh, double whammy, you get all the benefits of both. Fantastic. Mm. And you're talking <clears throat> about inflammation. Does There's a lot of talk at the moment about inflammation and that causing mental health issues as well. Yeah, I guess there is a connection there. And I, when the body's in a state of inflammation and general aches and pains, then it's a bit like that gut feedback. All the nervous information goes back to the brain and it just causes mental stress. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that when, when you've got a sore back or you've got pain in your body, it, it makes you feel down, doesn't it? Yeah. And inflammation, chronic inflammation, is a worldwide epidemic. And it's underlying our biggest health problem in the world, which is disease of our metabolism. And that largely stems from the digestive system. So it all goes back to that digestive health and that gut health and the cascade of inflammation in the body, which, yeah, not just the aches and pains, but that, how that affects our mental health as well. Mm. What is disease of the metabolism? Um, well, your metabolism is, a lot of people think, their metabolic rate is their metabolism 
but in fact your metabolism is every chemical reaction in your body so tens of thousands of different reactions that are happening all the time is your metabolism and the 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 common one is called metabolic disease which is where your body loses control of the balance of blood sugar cholesterol blood pressure and body weight and so when those things start to get out of balance it's actually called metabolic disease Mm -hmm. and that's the biggest epidemic in the world today and in fact it's the biggest epidemic in the history uh, of the planet because it's happening to up to 40 percent of our population this metabolic disease and underlying metabolic disease is chronic inflammation and chronic inflammation of the gut so is that because people a, are just totally eating the wrong things totally they're, they're, they're not even food i remember dr libby saying there's it's not junk food there's food and then there's junk you know it's not even it's not even food it's not even food you're right you're right it's um manufactured products that are designed specifically to get you addicted to that food or that product we should say you know and that's that's what they've done they've they've packaged it in such a way by the time you actually get to eat that product it's not a food at all mm. yeah that's correct and so i think it's that awareness of knowing that and being open to that and then but it's getting people to feel it for themselves and then that will be the the driver to to keep eating the vegetables and and the sour foods because you know sometimes you it's like uh, it'd be easier just to reach for the candy bar or yeah you know yeah yeah oftentimes it's like a, a conversion process you know for someone to that's never maybe tried it or done it before mm-hmm. to give it a go for the couple of weeks that we suggest and often people are converted in fact I've seen people in clinic that have come in with such serious health conditions and when they've done the program for two weeks they've had such a remission of their health problem that they've converted for life you know they'll they'll want to do the detox every Mm -hmm. six months they'll they'll stop eating uh, so much meat avoid the processed food and and really put them on a whole new trajectory wow Uh, and that's that's what can happen Mm -hmm. Mm. and can you just touch on fasting and ketosis these things that are quite popular now how that um, helps overall health yeah so there's pros and cons to it I think one of the um, the cons to um, keto diets and, and fasting is often that people will eat too much meat mm-hmm. and think that high-protein diet is what it's all about. When in fact, um, ketosis has been shown to be really beneficial in, in short incremental bursts. So like intermittent fasting is really good. That triggers ketosis. But you don't have to eat a lot of meat or protein. The idea of the keto diet is in fact a high-fat diet. Mm. so what it's doing is it's causing your body to burn fat and that's the whole idea of ketosis and so eating protein is not going to help it's really just a way of avoiding the carbs mm-hmm. um, but if you want to go low carb you can simply eat things that have zero calories and so for example broccoli has zero calories zero sugar um, cauliflower has zero sugar and carrots um, so foods like that you can eat and still go into ketosis, but in a healthy way without all the protein. And then you can introduce the good fats, so your avocados, your coconut oil, olive oil, things like that. Um, so still have really good uh, keto, really good effects, the benefits of ketosis, which is 
stabilizing your blood sugar mm-hmm. and causing your body to burn fat for fuel, which is a really good thing to do. And it's also been shown to stabilize the brain. So ketosis is, is really good for stabilizing the brain function hormonally. Uh, and also, um, I should mention that when you fast, you can actually reset the whole body. So they have shown it when you fast over five days that your whole system goes into a reboot, which is a bit like what happens when you re- reboot your computer when it's jammed, jammed up. You know you, mm. you know that shutting it down and rebooting it gets it going again. Well, essentially that's what happens with your body when you fast as it goes into full reboot. So there's two things that happen. Your immune system reboots itself. So all the confusion that may have been happening with your immunity because of all the toxins and the foods and the proteins and things like leaky gut, issues with the gut, uh, can be reset. And so your immune system can start functioning properly again. What type of fast would you recommend to do that five-day reboot? That sounds very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I mean, a lot of people do our, our detox program, go on mm-hmm. to fruits and vegetables. And once they've done that, they find that their appetite reduces and reduces day by day. So at the end yeah. of that program, then they... That's the time to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And even during the program, like you could get to day 10. And because our day uh, detox is 14 days, is you could do the last four days and maybe add a day and do, do five days of fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I only recommend doing that if you're, you know, feeling good and you've had maybe you've had a little bit of experience with, with detoxing or, you know, the other option is to do a, a fast on just one food. Uh, for example, when I started the putting this program together, uh, it was over 20 years ago, I was experimenting myself with fasting and I did 10 days on oranges. Mm-hmm. So I ate nothing but oranges for 10 days. Mm. And until you oranges start tasting really good. Um, and you start really looking forward to them and I had an amazing experience of I guess you could almost call it an out of body experience where Mm -hmm. I felt the energy just rushing through me and and it was absolute bliss Wow! it was a feeling of um, ecstasy Mm -hmm. and I guess that's one of those things that you can experience when, when fasting is this absolute feeling of peace in your body um, which obviously spins over to you know your mind, mm-hmm. um, this feeling of being really connected internally. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend water fasting? Because I find it quite challenging to fast. So what type of? So there's one food or water fasting or like juice, juice fasting. Yeah, it's there's varying degrees and, and methods and. I guess if you're inexperienced, I wouldn't suggest going straight into a water fast. I would say try a detox on the clean food for a few days, see how you feel, and then maybe go to the next step, which would be perhaps just going on to one food mm-hmm. or just say going on raw fruit even even for two or three days. That can be really powerful in itself. And if you're feeling good at that point, then you could go the next step and maybe go a couple of days with just water yeah you know and and just i guess test the water as you go and see how you feel and how often do you sort of do that a year um as part of the detox we normally get to that point at the end where there's a couple of days of yeah and i'm I'm not personally i don't do a lot of absolute you know water fasting but i do get right down to the the raw fruit 
mm-hmm. at the end of my detox. Nice. Mm. <clears throat> what are some of the the things that can come out of your body? Like yeah. some of the interesting things yeah. that can come out of your body yeah. during a detox. Well, people used to send us photos. We don't get them so much anymore. But Why is that? Um, they just don't I, yeah, them. I don't know. Maybe people are shy about what's coming out of their body. Yeah. But we used to get photos. People would get chopsticks into the um, toilet bowl. And, oh, and, really? And pick up what they had, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you, and used to be a lot of, um, you know, quite often the bowel movements change color. They go really dark mm-hmm. and sometimes black, what, what yeah. comes out. And I guess a couple of the reports I had from people were one guy said to me that he had um, ball joint from a car come out of his body. Oh, dang. And obviously it wasn't, but, you know, that's how he described it and the smell of diesel and things like that. Wow. So quite toxic material can come out. Mm-hmm. And if your body's got build up or, you know, anything that's adhered to the gut or blockages of any kind or uh, even stones, uh, they can break down and, and come out of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, also parasites we have had people report uh, large parasites coming out of their body so what do they look like uh well one was um, one guy mentioned that he had a, a tapeworm this, the length of his arm and moving next, around yeah, yeah he saw it, he saw it come out and uh, it turned around and looked at him so it wasn't too happy but um he i think he picked that up um in a river you know swimming in the river mm-hmm. and so a lot of us uh, potentially could do with a parasite cleanse Mm. so parasites you'll know you've got parasites if well there's a couple of obvious things you get an itchy bum Mm -hmm. um but also you get constant sugar cravings and you're always tired Uh, quite often that's a parasite infestation yeah so you can see those and if it's the first time you do a cleanse uh, it's quite common to see parasites coming out yeah wow (laughs) and what about some just success stories of uh people that have done detoxes um, there's a, a vast range of things that it helps with, but I guess if we're focusing more on the chronic and the things that have, I guess, been connected with the gut brain and the mental health as well, then one that we get a lot of reports back are uh, irritable bowel. Mm-hmm. And irritable bowel, they know, is strongly connected with emotional and, and mental stress. And people that have an irritable bowel often have those combination of things going on. Mm-hmm. And we've had heaps of people say that their irritable bowel has settled down and they feel more stable emotionally and mentally. Sometimes people have come out of chronic fatigue. Wow. So chronic fatigue can get to the point where people are stuck in bed and they can't get out of bed. And we've had several cases of people that have been in bed, bedridden for months that have come out of their chronic fatigue. And I think that's largely down to that gut health and the immune system side of things and the inflammation reducing as a result. So they, they get back on their feet. Uh, and then we've had people with chronic depression, anxiety issues. And anxiety, it happens in the, the oddest of places. You know, quite often it's executive people in high um, stress positions that have a lot of anxiety and end up, you know, with addictions and that sort of thing. And I've seen a lot of those types uh, recover and feel like, you know, they've, they've found peace. Wow. And they're back on top of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's just wonderful to see when such a simple thing really make, can make such a profound change. It's amazing. Mm. And so you've got a book as well, Cleansed and Cured. Yeah. When did that come out recently? Um, last year. Awesome. So middle yeah. of last year. 
yeah 2019 and where can people pick that up uh it's available in all the bookstores around new zealand as far as i know awesome. and all the libraries but also we we have that available as well directly from us um, fantastic yeah so that's just a explanation of what we talked about earlier the metabolic disease the gut health and also all the foods and all the herbs and how they all work mm-hmm. so yeah, it's great to share that information Awesome. And just lastly, you just want to touch on meditation, how that can help and how you recommend people meditate for overall yep. mental wellness. Mm. You know, one of the things that happened to me when I developed the program was I was actually searching for a solution to heal myself because I injured my back when I was in mm. um, my early 20s. And I was looking at all the health, you know, natural health solutions because I didn't want the surgery and I found that you know fasting was a a well-known method of helping your body to heal itself but I also found that meditation was another way of tapping into that healing power in your body and I know there's been a lot of um, research around meditation and, and the power that it has to actually trigger healing in the body but when you combine it with the fasting the detoxing and the super nutrient foods um, you've got a, a, a wicked combination that can greatly enhance your body's healing capacity. Mm. And so a lot of people find that they they look in the mirror and they see the changes happening quickly when they do a cleanse and they combine it with that, you know, the power of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and the meditation method I recommend is um, really simple and it's it's really just sitting down or lying down and closing your eyes and just looking and you'll see whatever's behind your eyes but it's really interesting just to look at that and then listen and and you might hear a, a little you know high-pitched noise in your ears or something like that but just listen for what you can hear and then um, lastly just feel in other words just search within yourself for what you feel and I combine that with quite often a positive phrase so just a really short phrase of whatever it is that you feel you need at the time. So if it's I am peaceful or I am connected or mm. you know, um, combining that simple meditation practice with detoxing is really powerful. And that's what I recommend for my clients to do. Awesome. Mm. So what about if you get caught in the mind or like just thoughts? Do you just try and observe those? Yeah, well, it's, it's going back to looking again. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening again feeling again and by doing that you you, you sort of quieten the mind down mm-hmm. and then applying that phrase again whatever that phrase is and nice. so you just, and just keep going back recycling that yeah. cycle yeah and eventually the mind quietens down and, and the feelings and, and the things you hear or see might become more clear mm-hmm. yeah and by doing that you, you sort of connect the body's inner system in a way amazing well, thank you so much for um, being on the podcast. Um, really enjoyed the conversation. What? Uh, where can people find you online? Yeah, well, the easiest way to find me is my name, Brett Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> if you put that into Google, you'll find us. Awesome. Yeah, it all comes up. And we're more than happy to talk with people online. We have a live chat and answer any questions that anyone has. So, yeah, I'd love to, love to hear from you all. Awesome. And... Uh, you ship products all around the world 
so 45 different countries that yep. you've yeah yep. amazing absolutely awesome i'm glad we could um share the time with you and it's been awesome yeah thank you very much uh and yeah have an amazing 2020 cheers you too nicholas cheers hey everyone hope you enjoyed that podcast with brett elliott now we do have a special if you would like to purchase a herbal detox program head to www.brettelliott.com and you can get $40 off a program. He does ship internationally as well. All you need to do is type in the code ENERGYIMPACT40. So that's energy with an I, IMPACT40. And that's all one word. And you'll get $40 New Zealand dollars off. And also, if you do purchase one, for each one sold, Energy Impact gets $40 as well. So you'd be helping to support the Energy Impact cause. And I'll put the website in the show notes as well as the coupon code ENERGYIMPACT40 if you would like to do that. Now, what worked for me may not work for you as we're all different, but I do think it is important that every once in a while we do some type of cleanse or eat a lot more vegetables and clean up our diet to really service our body like we'd service our car i love that analogy and i think it makes sense too so if it does feel right for you then head on over to the website and see you next week on the energy impact heal yourself heal the planet podcast